Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning Recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Welcome to today's episode. We'll be speaking with co-founder of Everlaunch app, Michelle Ledger Hang. Today we discuss mental health, business, and how to be productive. And the episode starts in three, two, one. Hello everyone, I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have a special guest, Michelle Ledger-Hang. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. No problem. Now, before we get started, we want to talk about your background, just a little bit about yourself, like what you went to school, stuff like that. All right. Sounds great. So how far back? I feel like now that I'm 30, it's like, an entire I don't even know it's an entire new universe so I'm just like all right let's see uh do I go back five years okay I can actually go back 10 years shit I can go back 15 years (laughs) you can give us like milestones like where are you from and what led you to where you are now so I'm originally from New York City I was born and raised in Queens New York and I've lived there for most of my life then moved to LA about four years ago to pursue modeling. Um, I was signed to an agency and here I am. <laughs> but it's a little bit more detail. Basically, um, I grew up an at-risk youth. I was always a dreamer. So I moved a lot when I was a child. So my mother wasn't really stable. We were like financially okay up, to, up until I was, I was like five. And then suddenly my entire world shifted and I'm like, what's happening? Why don't I have my Barbies? Um, <laughs> and then that kind of started with this, um, like, 
house to house kind of situation. So it was never really stable growing up. And then it wasn't until like I was 24 where I was able to get like my own apartment and know what stability was like. But throughout all those years, I've always been very passionate about music. Um, I was a performer most growing up most of my life. I was a, I played violin for like six years and I played the flute. I've played the piano. I've played guitar. I've sang for my entire existence. And so music was really my first love. Then fast forward till I was 18, I was kind of really into um, business. I dated someone who just opened my eyes to like, oh, this is how we can make money. I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. And so, <laughs> and fun fact, that was actually trading Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> so we would buy the big boxes and then find the rare cards and then sell them and so yeah and we just found like a really cool way to like trade cards and like put it on ebay so that was kind of like my first intro to like business but i've always been this kind of person who's like entrepreneurial even when i was like a child i'd be like we're gonna have a pokemon club and you're gonna pay your dollar due every time you come visit me to buy cards and then we're going to have these activities and these activities happen every week. And so I was always that person. I was such a weirdo growing up, but um, so yeah, so like music, obviously I'm a nerd. So video games and <laughs> card games are my thing. And now I've been like really drawn to like marketing and drawn to social media. And so when I was 20, I was in a band. I was in a pop punk band. Filling both my, I guess, like my business itch and my music itch. And business mostly because I didn't practice as much as I should have as while I was in a band. But I was obsessed with making sure that we were legally protected, that making sure that we were getting paid properly or just signing documents and, you know, and even if like we had to pay to play because that was like a thing. Like I still wanted to know the ins and out of the business, which was something that was important to me. And I realized that I was very drawn into like business law and making sure that things are the right way and just protecting myself and copywriting and all that really boring stuff. But after that whole awesome band experience, I got out of there and I started a nonprofit. Um, it was called Creative Rain and it was in New York. And the goal was to help at-risk youth and creatives uh, have an outlet to perform and raise money for nonprofits. So that was like the passion. I was like, equip, empower, and enlighten at risk youth. Oh, how cool. Uh, that was like my first actual incorpor- like incorporated business that we registered in New York. And then that dissolved because I just didn't have the discipline to go through with it. It was a lot of work. And then I went into more or less of like a freelance aspect of graphic design and social media and trying to start finding my role and my like you know the growing 20s pain where it's like you kind of figure out what you want to do and I've done a lot of it yeah I think that once I hit like 25 I want to say I read this book (laughs) I read you are a badass and this book oh my god changed my entire existence I was just like I can do anything um (laughs) And I ended up kind of like reading this book and thinking about all the things I always wanted to do. And I didn't do because I was afraid. Um, And one of them was a Zoom instructor because I love to, again, performer. I love dancing. I love music. Right. I was like, oh, man, I've always wanted to be a Zoom instructor, but I don't have the money for it. I don't 
know if I could, you know, teach people how to dance. Lo and behold, this book, you know, lit a fire under my butt and ended up literally overdrafting my account for like $500 to get taught by this woman. And I'm a very like faith driven person. Like I believe God, that's like my thing. I have a connection to God and I was always like God <laughs> it's not like a like serious Christian like on your knees and no it was like the Christian where it's like straight up like Jesus you need to get to act together because my money ain't right <laughs> you know and so I was constantly like praying about crazy things and I was just like God I want to be a zoom instructor and I don't know the logic behind overdrafting and I think that's a bad thing but I'm gonna do it anyway because I really want this so I did it anyway, and it makes me a horrible money steward, but that's okay. Uh, I did it anyway, and I ended up meeting this woman who ended up being late to the Zuma class, right? And turns out it was the professor. So me and the professor were on the same ferry onto this weird place called Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's the part of New York no one cares about. And <laughs> but it's so true. Until Pete Davids had to come out with the movie and make it kind of something. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, no. It ended up uh, being this great connection. She like ended up giving me a job because I was like, I can help you with social media and all that. So it kind of worked out. So I was like to the big guy um so i was like it's not working out so she gave me the class and then i was able to level up um with one of them because she was like an extreme instructor she was like one of the famous ones from like the whole zumba crew it was cool because i was just like it opened a new door and i was like wow zumba and i didn't follow i like followed through for that for like a year and i was just like this is exhausting i can't um (laughs) I can't think of any more salsa dances for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so through her, I got ended up getting a graphic design job, which led me to another person who introduced me to her husband who had a startup, which was probably the worst experience of my existence because this man, who has another story for another day. But <laughs> all that to say, I was like the fifth member of this startup. Thanks to like, again, this whole journey. Again, you're a badass, guys. It's it lights fires right and that's just like getting into like the startup world like this first this zumba thing opened weirdly enough a opening to startup world and then i was like oh my god this is what i want to do build apps and like oh it was so cool and like these guys raised like 28 million dollars for i don't know even what i don't even know where it went after i left them but (laughs) but it was like such a cool experience and network and it was also very difficult for me because I didn't understand my worth at that time. I was still navigating like, what is a person of color like me, you know, at risk youth getting an opportunity. Like this was my first career. I didn't have a degree. Um, I had stopped going to college at 19. I was like, I, I had gotten my GED, uh, went to college for a year. I'm like, nope, stopped going to college and then got a career, you know, $40,000 a year, full benefits, all that. And I was like, ah. I didn't even have a paper to tell me I could do so. You know, <laughs> it, it just opened an entire new door for me, new eyes. But it, I, there was a constant theme where it was like, I felt like I, I couldn't do this. And it, I had to get this weird, like there was this thing about like permission, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I struggled so hard at that job because I struggled a lot with the leadership in that place, but also with just my self-worth. 
and feeling like I didn't belong there because I didn't have my degree and I was surrounded by all these tech nerds who went to NYU, to went to, you know, the, the boss went to Columbia or wherever the hell he went. Um, so like <laughs> these, they went to like really big schools and I'm like, I'm a little girl from that community college that didn't finish, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so it was such a struggle. And so I had to really navigate that. And again, I'm a creative, so focusing on numbers and things was very difficult for me at the time. And yeah, I had a lot of struggle with my mental health and I didn't understand it completely, which is, we'll get there. But for the most part, that's kind of the trajectory of my, where my love for business came from, just working around people who were doing the thing. I constantly worked around people who own companies. So whether it was in the music industry, whether it was in Zumba, <laughs> I constantly found myself surrounded and drawn to leaders who had their own business. And I was always the person who ended up being the right-hand man, where I was like, okay, I can mm. run this for you. I can do this for you. I'm good at this. I can do this. So I've always just ended up in there. And again, my life story is a very long one, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to capture the gist, which is still like 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Going from that startup, it's very miserable because I just couldn't deal with my boss who was just didn't understand that I had specific needs like ADHD and his style of managing wasn't this person that like, I, I can't have you stand behind me and talk across to this other employee. Right. If you want me to concentrate, you know, so right. I would try to go to like an open space and he'd be like, no, 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 we need you back here. And I'm like, then shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> you can erase that, but <laughs> no, no. No, no. but it's like, it, it was just this dynamic, like I can't work and focus and it's driving me nuts. It's stressing me out. I literally can't focus. And it just kept like putting me down. I kept like, I felt depressed and anxious and constantly back and forth. And then I was like, I need help because I'm not concentrating. I'm not actually getting the work done. And I was very excited about this. And that's when I discovered that I needed to go to see a, a psychiatrist to make sure that, you know, I was like, okay. So I ended up getting diagnosed that year. I think 2016, I got diagnosed with ADHD, with depression, anxiety, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, expressive receptive, mixed expressive receptive disorder. Um, and I was just like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> that can be yeah. shocking. That was like, oh my God, I'm broken. I'm, I'm literally a broken human. No wonder I've never done I've never stuck to anything and all these things like just so many things just started to make sense about how I was, how I carried myself, all these things. But even then I struggled because it was like, okay, I know that these things, this paper told me so, but I don't want to accept it, you know? And it's a weird thing. Like when you're a person of faith, you want to believe the best about yourself, you know, like, no, God's got it, whatever. But that's also like the nuance of like trusting a professional who's got their degree and does this for a living versus your own experience and what's actually happening in your life versus your spiritual life. There's like this mm -hmm. whole like big bomb of like, okay, if one of these things go wrong, you're not going to be okay. So you have to address it at the root. And so it took me years, years to come to terms with the fact that I have mental health disorders that I needed to address and I did it. But moving along, I moved to LA your badass came to help me again with like, okay, stop the Zuma thing. Can I model? 
you know? And I had a manager once be like, you should be a model. Why don't you just give it a try? And I was like, fine. Uh, <laughs> I put up a crappy headshot on modelmayhem.com and the next day my prayer was, Lord, <laughs> if you want me to be a model, open this door. Thank you. Amen. Um, <laughs> And then the next day, I got a freaking model opportunity from the hair product Without, which is like a very popular curly hair product. And I was like, who are these people? And why are they all white trying to touch my hair? You know, because as a Dominican woman with big curly hair that's hidden right now, I despised when anyone touched my hair unless you were Dominican. You know, so it was this thing, this, this like, you know, bias, right? Uh, so I went to them, did the whole thing. It was like a, I had a Vogue Australia photographer take my pictures. And it was my first shoot. Ever. What? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. They were like, serious. This is like, I went into an actual photo show. I was like, okay, Brooklyn, we're out here in a loft space taking these pictures. There's a tub, some a really pretty tub in the middle of the room. Great. And it was like my first experience ever. And I was like, whoa, I could actually do this. So that ended up becoming a thing moving forward. <laughs> and then I moved to L.A., after I just felt like that startup job was like not going to work out and I ended up getting laid off anyway with a really awesome severance pay. But the only person out of that place who understood me was the HR manager. He goes, I understand that you have ADHD. I have it too. And I think you deserve to be in a place that you actually thrive in. And this is not it. Like he like, let me go with like wisdom. <laughs> and so that's a lot. <laughs> it's a little all over the place. That, well, that's kind of my life story. And that job basically started my mental health entrepreneurial journey because I was like, I want to be a better boss than this guy was to me. I want to be healthy, but how do I find that balance? You know? And right. So I started therapy and I started like really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I just felt really called to LA. And for me, being in LA is like a spiritual reason. I felt like I was meant to be here. And I was just like, all right, let's go to LA. And I came to LA with $200 to my name. Wow. Uh, and unemployment potentially on the way. <laughs> no, like I had the severance package, paid off everything, and then went with like 200 bucks. But no plan. I had no plan. I went with this girl who ended up being crazy and ended up having to leave her. But the whole thing was a crazy faith journey to leave me exactly where I am today. Like from the people who helped me get the first car into the city, the person that like helped me get my first week of groceries, the person who like found an apartment, helped me find an apartment to at least be okay, you know, while I figure out my life in LA with someone I didn't even, I didn't even know. So for me, I made a lot of like, it was like everything was connected and it was just like, well, this is, this is a crazy journey and it's really hard. And it's very difficult but I'm on to something, you know, and I knew right. mental health was going to be a big part of my journey. My mental health has also contributed to the amount of insane things I've done because as someone who has bipolar disorder, we're very impulsive. And so we constantly manically take on so many things without like recognizing. And then sometimes we just don't do nothing, you know? So it's just this, this weird, you know, up and down uh, ebb and flow of like impulses. And so again, something that I didn't address till like, last year from 2016 when I got diagnosed. So it's, it's been a journey. However, it explained like all, like growing up at risk youth, growing up, um, not having the resources, but wanting more and having like the eyes to see opportunity. Like 
all these things, you know, like contributed to my mental health, contributed to my disorders, not having structure, you know, because I moved so much, not being able to focus in school because there's so many distractions and stimuli that I can't like focus. So every single thing throughout my life made sense. I made that connections. Like, you know, my father left me when I was nine. So that contributed to my borderline personality disorder because I didn't know, I, I was afraid of abandonment. I didn't, I was afraid of people leaving me friendships and all these things. And, you know, like my friend circle has always been small. And I was like, why, like, even when having friends, like, like why do these people like leave? Like I'm trying to understand like, is it me? And having that constant battle came all from like growing up a certain way. And now like, as I'm an adult, looking back at all the things I've done, looking back at everything I've experienced and just realizing like, wow, had, if I grew up differently, would I have had these disorders, you know, would I, have, yeah. you know, like, where do they come from? All these things. And so it's been like, like doing the work has been so important because just in general, like having that background of like doing so many things, it benefited me. It, it did benefit me because I learned like every skill that I was interested in, I learned it, you know? Um, even if it was like I switched tasks and I switched projects and I started another thing and another thing, all these skills didn't go to waste, you know? And yes, maybe when I was younger, I wish I was, I would have stuck to one thing. Um, I wouldn't have mind being a Yu-Gi-Oh master, you know, <laughs> but had I stuck to one thing, you know, like, could I have even del- like deliberately grown in that space? Right. But all that, all those things led me to where I am today. Like now I have all these amazing skills that are actually well-rounded because I've done them all multiple times. Now it's more or less like, okay, how did mental health get me here? Um, And how am I doing better as an entrepreneur? Because I addressed the mental health aspect and because I addressed my childhood trauma, because I addressed all the things and try to understand, wow, this is why I did all of these things growing up. This is why I did all of these like projects and gave them up and not stuck to anything. Like there was so much up in the air that I just didn't figure out about myself until recently where I'm just like, this is who I've been because of these reasons. And now I'm more equipped to, you know, stick to one thing, thank God. But even then I still have my like, ooh, let's start this moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Let's start one thing, let's automate this and then move on to the next. You know, no, so- but it, it sounds like it helped you put all the puzzle pieces together and to make you this diversified, well-rounded person almost for the yes. better. Yes. And, and I do agree with that. Like there's a, that's why I kind of like, I love people who are like Jane of all trades. Like I hear, I hear mm-hmm. this constant thing where it's like, you know, people don't trust you if you know too much. Like it's basically, that's what I'm saying. It's basically like, well, if you have too many areas of interest, you know, you're kind of all over the place. Right. And I'm just like, actually, I love knowing what I know because I have a hand in every aspect of my business. I know at least the foundation of every aspect of my business. No one can tell me like I'm wrong in this area because I'm like, no, actually I did the work probably five years ago, but you know, like, so that's right though. So it is beneficial in some ways. So I'm like kind of proud to carry the title, like Jane of all trades. Cause it's, I like, if it, luckily I've had like my, my same interests, right. I've had like music is my love like forever. Right. But, and business is my love, you know, but what aspects of business do I really care about now that I did back then? And it's like, I'll always love social media. I'll always love marketing. 
you know, but now I'm more like, okay, I love the structure. I love business law. I love making sure that everything's nice and tight and no one can bother me, you know? So there's just so many, you know, there's aspects to it that I can, I'm just grateful for that. I actually became a well-rounded person and utilized my weakness back then of being so impulsive to now hammer what exactly I care about and what I can actually focus on. That's amazing. My life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um let's talk about Everlaunch. How did you get started with that? And you're the co-founder, correct? Yes. It's me and Alma Cook, who is my I call her my work wife. I was like, we're married, bitch. You can go nowhere. <laughs> um she's also my sugar mama for Everlaunch. She is the reason why Everlaunch is popping. We'll get into that how that started. <laughs> but so Everlaunch came from just my love of business and having all these resources in my brain. So again, learning all these skills uh, from music, from business, from working with different business owners, I've developed like a database kind of of like these tools and resources. And again, because I've had these skills, I've always been the person that people come to to get that help, right? Whether it's like, okay, I'm going to need you for, you know, giving me a social media plan. Okay, I'm going to need you to help me with my branding. Okay, I'm going to need you to help me organize, you know, my legal documents, whatever. Anything that came that just had to do with business, I was that person that people came to. And I was in, uh, I had started school again Mm -hmm. uh, about, I think, in 2018. I think I went back to school because I was like, I want to finish school. I was like, it's been... 10 years. It's about time. Right. And I just wanted to have the, like, the satisfaction of like, I finished this, you know, and this was a part of me getting back on track about with like my mental health. I was like, you know, what have I started that I didn't finish And school was one of them. So I ended up going back to school. I ended up wanting to um, just be, be structured and have this consistency. And again, when I came to LA, it still wasn't like, I still was a hot mess. I did, there was still like a need for structure that I did not have. And it wasn't until I got like some ADHD coaching that I understood that, oh, there's a better way to do things. And that was only when I got to LA. A little fast forward after school, after I started school, it was my first semester back and I took the intro to business kind of thing because it's part of my business degree. And for like, I was reading this, I love reading this textbooks and I don't love reading textbooks, but I loved reading this textbook because there's just so much information. I was like, oh man, I'm updated on all the things business. But there was one thing that caught my eye, and I cannot remember exactly word for word, but it was like, uh, this generation likes things on demand, you know, like easy access of something. They were giving examples like Uber and both, you know, just companies that are on demand. And that literally triggered like a vomit <laughs> of ideas. Because yeah. at the time, like when I first when I first came to LA, it was like very, everything was very fast paced for me because I come from New York. So I'm just constantly trying to like, right. like I'm, I'm just like a freaking... Speedy Gonzalez. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to do everything. Oh my god, oh my god. But LA is not like that. It's very like, chill, bro. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. It took me like a year and a half to be like, okay, I can, I can chill. So for the most part, with being in LA, taught me like, oh, there's a lot of opportunities. This is great. I have connections. Doors opened, and it led me eventually going to school because. There was just so much still going on right? that I just wanted something to just be consistent. That was the year I also decided that I was never going to work for anyone again. 
because <laughs> I had seen what I can do. Like I was modeling when I got to LA. I was being in commercials. I was getting opportunities. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I still didn't, I, I was just still not, it wasn't clicking, you know, because it was just so much happening and my emotions were out of control. So once I started school, I was like, this is great. I love this. This is going to be the best life ever. Finally got some structure. And going back to the um, to the textbook, I was just like, people want me on demand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so I was just like, oh, man, I need to do this. There was also a reason I got and I got sidetracked. Hold on. Going back. I started at launch because of that textbook yep. post, but I was very passionate about women empowerment. And that's when I kind of found out about girl boss. And that's kind of when I found out about like um, just other companies that were doing women empowerment. I started to do women empowerment. I partnered with someone. It didn't work out. And this time it was mental health getting in the way mm. and that, and you know, this person was not like, Oh, you know, like, well, it doesn't matter if you are depressed, like kind of attitude you know, like work is still work, you know? Oh. So there was these, yeah, it was this like not understanding of like, this is like, like this is the best that I can do right now, you know? And yeah. so ever since that project, which is like the second year I was in LA, um, I've held on to like wanting to help women, wanting to give resources, doing these events, because I've always been passionate about events. Mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, storing this just very slight idea about like how would I help someone and then when the whole when I read the passage that's how I'm connecting it now when I read the passage I was like people want me on demand and I was like how can I take what I used to do and put it like we empower people and also like put it on a website so initially just started with a website with just a bunch of tools and resources but then I started just going like crazy on this whiteboard and I was like wait but this can be this and then we can level it out and then we can just break it down and I was like, oh, my God. So I'm just, like, looking at this business book, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so that's where Everlaunch started to, like, have this process of, like, oh, it's, uh, it's I think it's something I really want to commit to. Came back home. I was very lucky. I was, like, one of those, like, I just felt like those TV kids that ride their bikes to school. <sighs> so I, I rode my bike back home because uh, it was only, like, six-minute bike ride. It's so L.A. <laughs> It's so, like, um, it's also so New York. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so I was just like, let me go back back home. And I told my roommate, who is the queen of saying no. This woman says no to everything. I'm telling you, like, you said, can you come with me? No. Would you? No. Have you? No. <laughs> like, queen of no's, right? Um, and I was like, hey, I need to ask you, like, for real, for real, about this business idea I have. And she's like, yeah, sure, let's talk. And so I was like, this is my idea. I want to help entrepreneurs, but I want to build a platform that can really break down like the top 10 things they actually need for a business. You know, like, you know that the internet's scattered. This book that I'm reading is crap, but there's nothing actionable. And, you know, and so how do we do this? Like, how can I get this done? She goes, wow, this is a great, this is actually a great idea. Like, she was like, I would use something like that. I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, oh my God, she'd be the perfect partner. And she was always someone who thought of herself as like better of a partner than a business owner, which I mm-hmm. was like, no, you're a great, you would be a great business owner, which she is now. I was like, well, that's <laughs> right. But I just ended up telling her the idea and I was like, hey, this is Everlaunch. 
or I didn't have a name yet. There were so many names. It was so bad. <laughs> but um, this is the idea I have. Cool. What do you think? She goes, it's great. Amazing. I was like, I want you to be my partner. She's like, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, and I was like, give me a week to convince you. <laughs> you know, so I made a PDF because PDFs are my love language. Yes. I will send anyone a PDF about like, like I rather send PDFs than emails, but I'll send mm-hmm. emails because I have to, but I'm like the person that I'll go on Canva and literally create a PDF from scratch just for you to give you the information or like basically visually brain vomit onto a Canva <laughs> presentation. It's that creative side of it. I can't help it. I'm like, I need to send you a PDF right now. So I made a PDF. I wish I could share it with you guys, but <laughs> basically <laughs> the uh, PDF um, we had, I had a character. There's like these, they had, it's like when Canva just started displaying like women of color avatars. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so I just put a woman of color avatar with a little head wrap. And I was like, this is successful Sabrina. Successful Sabrina thinks that this could be a great business because uh, of all the uh, the potential for the market. So I had found like a white paper that literally spelled out the entire market, the need. And I was like, I don't have to do any more work. This exists now, you know? And yeah. so funny enough, it took me about six days. And every day was like, I'm 30%. I'm 50%. 65. I'm like, woman, just say yes. You know, <laughs> and so after like a week of torture, she finally said yes. Um, and it was like, if this woman said yes, this is an actual business. Like this is a real thing. Cause I'm telling you, she is so selective with her time, with her energy and she's incredibly smart. She's very into e- econ. Like this is her thing, you know? So she is yeah. this, this girl. I always laugh. I always like make fun of her. I was like, this woman who owns precious metals says yes to me. I must be on to something. <laughs> Just like <laughs> she will hate me when she hears this. That's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but it's the thing, it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, you know, you're onto something when someone as particular and selective as her says yes and opens her time. It like just gave me such great confidence. So that's yeah, it sounds like a good a good sounding board yes. to she's the, have pitched it to. I always say like I'm the balloon that she holds. So she's like, you can go up now. Nope, 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 nope. come back down. <laughs> yeah. So she's we're like literally the opposite. Like everything she hates to do, I love to do. Everything I hate to do, she loves to do. Like she's the queen of spreadsheets. I didn't learn spreadsheets until like this year when I started making like a budget app for myself. And I was like, oh, I can calculate this. And oh, I can transfer. That was the only time I did Excel. And I still don't <laughs> go back to it. So, but she's literally a queen of everything I hate. So it ended up just working out. And it like took us finding a UX designer and then finding a uh, graphic designer, kind of like building out our marketing plan and just starting small and drawing mm-hmm. it out and coming up with iterations and it wasn't until like I want to say January that we actually started developing the app and we ended up developing it through a really great platform called Bubble that is like the best no code platform ever that you can just drag and drop an app into existence it's incredible and it really we also got featured for app of the day on their site which is also amazing oh nice very very, like it was the coolest thing ever I was like whoa us cool you know but it was like, it just made it, it made what we want 
to test come to life really quickly. And now we're putting in the work of talking to women because my my niche, I want to say, is just women. But our app is for everyone. It really is. It's more or less the idea of like, I want to help what's closest to me first. And so that's just mm-hmm. all women. Yep. And so that's how I've launched it. And so what would it be like if we signed up for Everlaunch? What would the steps be? So basically, you go on our website, everlaunch.io, and you join beta. Uh, if you scroll down on the landing page, you see who we're partnered with. We're partnered with Squarespace, 99designs. We just finalized our partnership with Canva and, and Rocket Lawyer. And these are all apps we basically use. And that's the point of Everlaunch. We wanted to create a platform that of trusted tools that we that we personally have used, um, mm-hmm. or even if we haven't used it, we like vet them. Like this is a great experience. The customer service is on point. You know, like there's like aspects of our personality integrated into the partnerships that we're trying to create. So when you sign up to Everlaunch, you join beta, um, and then you log in and the first thing you see is like a little tutorial which I, we just added recently because we were like i want to click on everything and the idea of everlaunch was to streamline the process so we kind of made it gamified where you had to go through one step at it like one section at a time like level one level two um in order to unlock the mm-hmm. rest of the sections okay and this was because i am scatterbrained and when i have way too much information i tend to like want to skip around and then i don't know where my place is right so i technically created this app for myself in a sense where like how would i learn the best as someone who is constantly you know dealing with information overload so i streamlined the process to make it a simple as non-business jargony as possible so that people could have a you know a good experience learning but also actually applying the things that they're learning while moving to section to section so it's kind of this it's in beta it's still janky in some ways we have to like one of the buttons disappears (laughs) it's the funniest thing but it's great because i'm very big on like the whole done is better than perfect movement and i rather have it done and work on it and learn from the people who are using it how to improve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're going to be able to see things that I can't even see, you know? Yeah, because you've been so down in it to get an outsider's perspective. And we've pivoted, I don't even know how many times, like, all right, we got to cut it down. We got to shorter, stop adding sections, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it really, like, this is the smallest we could have broken it down. There's so, like... Oh, guys, there's so much information I want to add to this website because there's just so much tools. This is like 3% of the things that I want to add. Oh, wow. So then what are the current sections? So the current sections, oh my God, I'm going to probably butcher this, but it is is, um, discovery, which is just a very basic kind of like very simple questions. You know, first thing we do is like, do you have a business idea? Because if you don't, you're not going forward. You have to read this blog post. Right. Um, Then it's kind of like your business name. If you don't, we'll we'll work on that later. And then the launch date goal, right? And then the next section is product. It talks a little bit about creating product, creating a service, what it looks like, what to think about, your pricing, things to consider. It's very short because product is an entire like beast. But for the most part, it's just like the gist, Right. And then identity, which deep, it's a longer section, but it deep dives into your social, to your branding, and to like, a little, it taps a little bit into IP law. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into legal, which is like 
insurance, who's like the best tool. And identity also consists of like your domain name, which is also kind of like part of branding. Like you want to save your domain name. And a lot of things like people forget, like, did you check that if you, if your name was available on USPTO.gov, which is something people constantly forget. So overall, our app is meant to like remind you of like the little thing that people forget. Uh, the legal aspect it talks about your structure, gives you a little bit of choices, like what's your, what is, what is it going to be? What's like the best case scenario? Like if you're funding, this is what you might want to think about. And the cool thing about each section is that you have actual resources that you can click. So you're like, we're giving you like, okay, do you have a domain name? No. Well, this is one of our partners that can take you to get your domain. And the next one is like, oh, this is your, this is a host. This is what a host does. Once you get your domain name, you can add it to the host. And a host is either our partners on the site, like Journey is Squarespace and Bubble. Um, Squarespace more for like the consultant, regular, easy. And again, the resource we use is for people to just get up off the ground. If people want more sophisticated things, we'll have tools for that later down the line. But it's, the idea is just what can get you started right now. And we have these little like quotes along the way that kind of reminds you like, you're not going to learn until you actually launch it's like always encouraging to be like keep going kind of like feel, right? Um, and then from legal, we have marketing and marketing has like, it's kind of short because we have like a challenge in a way that kind of outlines your marketing process. Like try to do these things to help you get, you know, a handle. And then system contains about a, like 10 or more um, tools that help you run your business. And then the last one is finance where we talk about, we have like a, bomb excel sheet that it was the best excel sheet i've ever seen anyone make that my co-founder made it's she has like a gif on it and then she, it's, it's just like ridiculous it looks like an app all on its own uh oh, but cool. yeah it's incredible she made the most intentional wonderful financial like calculator for your business and yeah that's pretty much that sums up what the beta mvp version of our app looks like that's awesome. I mean, um, that seems very useful and helpful, especially for people who have ideas but don't know how to launch it or the business side of it. Yeah, these are good resources. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's very helpful that it's in more of layman's terms. So it's not as overwhelming because I can imagine the process of starting up a business would be very stressful. And even where do I even begin? That's probably mm -hmm. the trickiest part. And so, yeah, so that's kind of the thing where it really like made me even more passionate about Everlaunch because I kept seeing a pattern with people that I talked to, you know, where I'm in LA, I meet people who I want to start something, I want to start something, I want to start something, but the same thing happens. Don't know where to start, wouldn't know where to even look. And it's crazy because there are these government resources that are like, here, start here, but why doesn't anyone start even with all this information on the internet, you know? And that's because like information overwhelm, like, I mean, information overload, being overwhelmed by, you know, the to-do list. And there's just so much. Yeah. So I think of everyone's like a big old to-do list that just takes you step by step. Um, and again, I know there's going to be people who want to skip. I've actually had feedback where it's like, you should make no one skip. You know, and I was thinking of like adding like a little square in the bottom. They're like, we're serious about your business. How about you? Don't skip until <laughs> you, you know, like things like that, you know? So like <laughs> I, I want to, like the goal is to evolve Everlaunch to the one-stop shop of actionable business guide. We want to create a, a knowledge base that is hefty and 
less like if there's something they're confused about, they can look up a word and be like, oh, this is what this means. But it won't it'll be translated into like human layman terms, not this like a lawyer, you know, Latin right. based. <laughs> um, and so it's just yeah. like, uh, it, it's. It's been it's been a journey because we're still learning so much, even ourselves as we as we're launching. Like everything that we've learned, we're inputting into this, you know, experience, and we're we're doing our best to like cater to people who really just don't have a clue. That's great, you know. Like this is just a great place to start, and of course, we're gonna we're gonna do so much more. But we're really just excited to see where this goes, and it was really cool to see that we were selected for like out of the day. So that makes me feel like we're on the right track. We've only been live for a month and ten days, you know, and so so yeah, so far we're getting really good feedback. We're working on the kinks, like literally when you get on the website, you're like, "Data's live." Where's a lot of bugs, you know? Like that's like the transparent. And the cool thing about it is that you know, it this hasn't hilariously enough been done before like it has in some weird ways but again what am I going to do with the to-do list right like I see the to-do list and there, if there's not an explanation that tells me why I should do this or moving on like in that way like I'm not is it, it the, the tool is like useless so mm-hmm. on top of just launching we're taking it slow with marketing Um, mostly because I think that this is the perfect time for me as a business owner, even with like everything slowed down with COVID is to like, you know, just meet one-on-one with people who want to start businesses and really like see what else I can bring to the table and see what people are really having trouble with so that we can add it to the app. So like every week since like maybe like the beginning of this month, I started putting out feelers for like coaching and the side thing was like, all right, I'll do coaching and I'll walk you through my app, you know, mm-hmm. and see how it works for you. What are your comments? What are your ideas? What do you think? Um, and it's been like, the response has been incredible just being able to talk to women and just being able to see how much more valuable every lunch can be. So I love the idea of being hands-on with people's like entrepreneurial journey and seeing just like the potential of how this could evolve just from creating community creating just like content Mm. that's useful and actionable and things like that so yeah yeah that's awesome so then what do you think are the key drivers that would make for a successful startup business honestly I think it's understanding the financial implications of your business Mm. that's something I feel like I've learned just starting out like because a lot of people like want to start businesses and they're great ideas but if the financial plan isn't there, is it worth your time? And I realized that, and I, and this is just recent revelation to me because I've started trillions of freaking businesses, you know, um, like there's, again, my past life <laughs> has so many like experiences where the one thing that I kept coming up short was like, how am I going to make money? And why don't I understand this money thing? Right. So in good faith, everyone starts a business because they have an idea and it's a great idea in the moment. But, you know, is it too expensive to start? Do I even have the capital? All these other things, you know, is there another way I could start to fund the bigger aspects of the business? There's so many things and questions that really challenged me as a business owner where I'm like, well, I'm starting another business. How is this actually going to make money? And we spent a big, big, big part of our time doing the numbers and she's the numbers girl, uh, Alma's the numbers girl. And she looked at the numbers. She looked at the data. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what she, she's a data girl. 
There you go. And she's like, this has a lot of potential to make money, which is probably the reason and the only reason why she joined. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason she said yes. Just kidding. She loves me. But um, <laughs> other than that, it I think that understanding your just the, the smallest things like, okay, how can I make money with this? And then even a step forward, who do I really want to sell to? Because we all have this idea where it's like, I want to sell to everybody. You know, and, and niching sounds really awful. I hate niching. I hate the idea. I hate everyone who tells me to niche. I could say a lot of bad things about these people. Don't <laughs> tell me to niche. Go do something with yourself. But <laughs> for the most part, I'm very, very big on this idea of like, if I can start somewhere that's way better or I'm more skilled at, or do I have a plan in place for this? And am I willing to do the work? Then is it worth it? then that's, I feel like, starts the making of a successful business mm. because it's understanding money and how money works. Yeah. I feel like anyone who starts a business in this day and age, you're going to be a capitalist unless you're a nonprofit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so you have to understand the way business works. And, and I'm noticing as I'm talking to a lot of women too, it's like, but I love to do this. And I'm like, that's nice. How much does it get you paid? How much do you spend in terms of getting paid? Do you include your expenses into your pricing? You know, which are just simple things that people forget, you know, like how right. much is it going to cost me? How much is it going to cost me to do this? And is the, you know, like how much money do I need to make in order to pay this aspect of my business off? Like those little things and thought processes, I think is a really great way to start thinking about business because if it's viable, then you can go crazy, you know, like, okay, right. I know that I'm going to make this back. I know that I can do this. Can I test it on someone? It's like doing that legwork beforehand is going to just save you a lot of heartache. A lot of people have great ideas, but they don't succeed because they don't make money, you know? Mm. And the people that I hear constantly say, I don't know how to make money. I don't know how to make money. And I'm like, okay, like some businesses are okay. Now. Like our business right now, like our Everlaunch, it's not going to, we know it's not going to be money right now because it's a free tool. You know, the only way we make money is if you use our partners, right? Right. And that's part of the disclaimer. We make money when you use our partners. That's what they're there. That's our business model. But that is a risk we knew we could take because the payoff later in helping more than, you know, a group of people who want to start a business is there, you know? So I feel like even in this experience, like, the way I did Everlaunch compared to my other businesses, this is way more strategic because I have someone who knows about money more than I do. And she like really instilled in me, like, do we need this? Do we need to spend this? We think about all these things about like what we want to buy, if it's worth it. And, you know, is it, am I going to get a return on my investment? So there's so, there's like these like real hard questions that people need to ask themselves. But again, business can be such an emotional thing because it's attached to a dream. It's attached to a passion, you know? So it kind of like, makes that idea of thinking it's going to succeed convoluted by just our passion to do it. So I think that if they get a handle on the money part and if they get the handle on just like knowing exactly who they're going to target, it's going to cause lots of momentum as opposed to doing it just to do it. Okay. No, that's great that um, you flushed it out for us and that finances are more of the key area that they need to focus on, but break it down into these little bite-sized pieces to kind of identify 
where some gaps may be or where some things may end up flipping your business upside down if you're not going to have a handle of it. And, and that's kind of the thing we talk about in the first section too, like thinking about service and product, you have to think about these things and we'll go and it literally says we'll go more into detail right. at the end, but we're trying to flesh out the, the process so that they're thinking about these things as they're moving forward. You know, like we do, Oh, I even forgot a section. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. But we have a data section, you know, um, so it's like product identity, then data. We put identity first because it, it was fun. And I was like, I don't want to let people do all the boring stuff first. That's <laughs> stuff too, you know? And I think also another thing that really, really like changes the game for um, having a good business foundation is your branding. A lot of people I've been talking to have really interesting branding. Um, and, and it's because it's like, you know, they're doing what they can, which is great. I love the initiative, but take a branding course, take a, you know, color theory course, do those small things that are going to elevate you. Cause you want to be in, you, you want to have competition, or at least you want to enter the competition, you right? Know? You might not be re- reinventing the wheel. So you're entering a brand new thing. And if you're are reinventing the wheel, how are you going to get people to trust you? We're in a generation that is visually constantly like all right, I look at this brand. If the branding's off, I'm not going to move forward. You know, a lot of people buy things because they're cute. I bought my Casper bed because it had a great unboxing <laughs> And their branding is amazing, you know? So these are things to consider. Like, I think finances and branding the crap out of your yourself is, like, one of the two most important things, yeah. for me at least. Something that I've just picked up as I'm, like, working with these brands and working with everyone. That's a good point. So it sounds like you're really busy with everything related towards Everlaunch. How are you balancing out your professional business with your personal life? Um, great question. So one of the things I definitely started to do was hammer down my mental health. And it didn't get real until the beginning of this year where I was like, okay, I need to be like, I need to be on top of everything if I'm going to be a leader. And it started happening around my, when my brother died in April, I was having like really crazy, 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 crazy panic attacks, like for the last three years, four years almost. Right. And I was, I just got to a place where I got used to it, which was not something I should have done. I really been like, okay, this is obviously not normal. And I am better than this and I need to really fix what's broken, you know, and be okay fixing it. It wasn't until a month ago that I got on um, ADHD medication and it was because I've been contemplating it for years and it wasn't until I had a conversation Mm -hmm. with my husband's best friend where I'm like, I'm not okay. And I don't feel like I'm operating at my best. And the reason I've been able to do all these things is that I'm high functioning. You know, so I have my great moments and I have my bad moments. But the thing between those is that I have really great moments and then I have really oh bad, gosh. bad moments. And so my anxiety just got best of me while I was out in New Jersey dealing with my brother's funeral things. And I got to the point where my anxiety just started causing me actual physical pain. And so what happened was I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm done not being able to sleep. I'm done. Not being able to think. I'm right. Not being able to get work done. I'm done. It was crazy because right before COVID started, everything was like amazing. I had been selected for uh, the girl boss ambassador program 
I was one of the two in LA. My my event space uh, downstairs was running, operating fine, which is the business that I was doing um, while I was building Everlaunch. And COVID hit and it shut down my event business, Robos, and things started to kind of like fall apart. So my anxiety started acting up again and I had moments where I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up. I wanted to stay in bed. I wanted to not, I wanted to play video games all day, you know, watch TV. Just didn't feel motivated. And I was like, ugh. I got really upset because my brother was, you know, he was sick and died because of ignorance. And that really broke my heart. And I say that because like as a Hispanic person, he didn't have access to resources. He didn't have the education that he needed. And out of everyone in the family, which I still to this day think I'm adopted <laughs> based on their decision-making, mm-hmm. I just felt so angry that he could have prevented his death. And it sounds very insensitive to put it that way, but it's true. There was this disconnection between what he knew and what was happening. And that really... forced me to be like, I cannot turn out this way. So it made me hunker down even more with my mental health. And I was at the time, I was like, I, you know, passionate about mental health. I'm passionate about taking care of like meditating all these things. But after getting diagnosed, it took me forever to actually care about how I felt and, you know, what mattered and what was important. And so after my brother's death in April, that's when I was like, okay, it's time. I need to address the, you know, the anxiety attack. I need to address the ADHD. And the hard part was, you know, like I was trying in the beginning of the year. I was like, this is going to be my best year in 2020. I got a fitness trainer, physical trainer, I think. Same thing, right? <laughs> um, same thing. I got, you know, I got a fitness trainer. I started eating healthier. My, everything was great. I was still having anxiety, but that's okay because I'm getting fit, you know? <laughs> and so again, things that I have not been addressing, right? And so while... I was taking care of my brother's funeral and all these things. I was still in school. Like I had signed up back to school after, cause I took a break for Everlaunch and then I went back to school literally two weeks before my brother died. And I couldn't get out of it cause it was half semesters. And so I had three half semester courses at the same time cause I'm in tape. And so I was like, I could do this. It's going to be great. And it wasn't great cause everything fell apart all at the same time from, you know, COVID because I, I, I went back to school because the event space wasn't uh, was no longer active. So I was like, all right, I have some extra time on my hands on top of Everlaunch so I can feel that. And I just feel better when my life is a complete pressure cooker, you know? <laughs> but I think that after that whole scenario, the whole thing happened, I was like, I'm going to come home and address it. So that last night when I was going to fly back, that's when I had like the worst anxiety attack I've had in months. And it was so painful. It was so like, I'm tired of this. I slept 20 minutes to get on the most disgusting flight of my entire existence. I don't know, but it was just like the worst day ever. And I was like, I'm going home and I'm fixing it. Booked my appointments. I looked for, I was like, I spoke to my main doctor, my main doctor. I was like, like, you need sleep. And I was like, yes. I was like, I'm going to prescribe you sleep pills. And I was like, ugh. And again, I'm all about like the natural approach and la la la. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, this, it's not working. You know, and, and the holistic approach is just not working. And that's okay. And I had to come to terms with that because I needed to take care of myself. It was not working. So 
they basically prescribed the Benadryl, <laughs> a fancier Benadryl. And she's like, take melatonin, take this, do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I started <laughs> to sleep. Then we got a, I had just also after that appointment, I ordered a Fitbit. And you know what's crazy? The Fitbit actually stopped my anxieties because when I have anxieties, my my whole impending earth doom thing that comes on with the fire or flight is dictated by how fast my heart's beating. I can see my heart rate and I am able to literally be like, bitch, you crazy. <laughs> you know? And it snapped me out of it. Like, ha- like having this fact, factual, like, you know, it might not be completely accurate, but this idea that I can see it and calm myself down. And it also has a feature of like breathing exercises changed my entire like life. Like I had, I don't even remember having, I can't tell you for the last month and a half when I had an anxiety attack. Wow. wow. That's amazing. I mean, this isn't a Fitbit ad, like, but it really should be. I'm probably going to write an article about it one day, but it was literally like it changed everything because I could see it. I can count it. I can breathe. I can see it slowing down. And so everything's activating my mind and being like, you're fine. You're okay. You're good. You're going to be great. You know? And literally mind blown, right? That one adjustment was like, all right, Fitbit, we out here. <laughs> um, and then the next one was uh, my sleeping pills. I was like, all right, I got to dedicate my life to sleeping, <laughs> you know? And so I've gotten way, like, again, Fitbit, noticing how many hours. It was so funny. The first night I slept without my pills, four hours of sleep. And then when I put the, and that was like, that was my average for three, three to four hours of sleep a night. That's how I was operating. And then I got sleep and sleeping pills came into play. Eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep, seven hours and a half. That was like record breaking, you know? And so I was like, whoa. And I started to feel better. I started to get a handle on my schedule. I started to be aware mm-hmm. of my feelings. And she, so my doctor was like, all right, after you do sleep, right now is the best time to go and do like a psychiatry setting. And like, you know, they're taking video calls it's not going to be as crazy. It's going to be easier and more accessible and you should do it. And I was like, you're right. So I talked to this crazy doctor who I really think just gave me pills for fun. <laughs> you know, I felt very not heard. And this is, I think why it's important to have health insurance and why wow. health insurance is so important. Um, but even like the insurance that I have doesn't cover the best doctors. Um, but, you know, he heard some of my what I'm trying to tell him, which I, funny enough, I had an appointment with him in like an hour. Um, (laughs) It was this idea of like, here's my problem. And he's like, I think that ADHD might have caused your depression and your anxiety because you can't focus and you are constantly stressed out about what you don't do. And I was like, wow, that's the only smart thing you said all out that entire call. (laughs) But he had a point. So he put me on concerto and I was just like, scared out of my mind I was so scared because I've never yeah. done this before and I needed yeah. something to fix and help me balance because again my issues were constantly impulsive not a good schedule I wasn't on a good schedule I had so much on my plate how do I balance everything the moment I took this pill I felt like I was Bradley Cooper on that movie Limitless I was just like I can see everything <laughs> I was gonna comment on that earlier when you were talking about writing on the whiteboard I was like this is like Limitless <laughs> yeah but now it really is like Limitless mm-hmm. I never thought that I'd be okay with taking meds yeah never I never thought that it'd be that this it would be it would come to this in a sense, right? 
mm-hmm. never thought that I'd be like, all right, Michelle, you have to take pills, Matt, you know, and there was such a shame behind it. But this, and, and I don't understand, I didn't understand it. And I, I mean, I do understand it, right? You want to be whole. You want to have this idea that you're okay, that you don't need external help, you know? And I, and, you know, as a Christian, this idea of like, Christians be like, well, you have God. I'm like, no, Biddy, you don't. <laughs> I mean, you do, but you don't, you know, like you have to learn how, like for me, it was like also a spiritual experience. I was like, I feel like everyone has their calling and these doctors are there to help you be better. You know, no one's, everyone's made as they, I'm made the way I am, you know? And that's like my philosophy behind like, I am who I am. I have the struggles that I have. I have the story behind it, you know, my mess is my message, all that cute jargon, right? But <laughs> this idea that I had this shame and I carried it for so long because I didn't want to feel like, you know, I was not putting my faith in God's ability to heal me. But I felt so empowered and even more spiritual after I took my drugs because now I can actually spend time in my faith. I can actually focus on the things I care about. And I, you know, like, yes, there's side effects and all this crazy stuff. But if you dedicate your life to being a healthy person, these drugs don't really have any other effect on you but the one that it's meant to do, you know? And so I was just like, okay, Fitbit, we're walking more. We're we're sleeping more. I got my drugs, which sounds really bad, but I love it, (laughs) you know? And now I wake up at four in the morning. I work out. I cook breakfast. I'm able to cook dinner, right? In like two hours, I'm going to have dinner with my husband that we, you know, cook and like take time to prep, you know? And even then, I'm a little way more ADHD for these pills, which might need a higher dose. And we'll talk about that another day. But, you know, like (laughs) for the first time in my life, I feel like I have control over my schedule. I feel like I have control over what I want to do throughout the day. And it's because I gave into this idea of like, if it makes me better, why not? You know? And so that's kind of now how I've managed to get on track with building Everlaunch, coaching women, creating another business because one of the businesses didn't work out, you know? So like, I'm still, you know, in my crazy little uh, circle of like trying to build businesses that I actually care, but now I'm more strategic. I can focus, I can see things. And it was just this idea crazy. It was like the craziest thing that I just can't believe I felt like what before addressing my, my ADHD, I was operating at 50% and I was still getting so much done, you know? And like my husband would, would even say like, I'm a completely different person in the last month. I'm so productive. I'm so on it. I have an urgency that I've never had before. And I just have clarity that I've never had. I have discipline that I've never had before. All because I wanted to address the one problem that's been the main theme in my life. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. You know? And so it was just like, all right, how serious am I about being the best leader, being the best entrepreneur, being the best wife, being the best friend? You know, what is it going to take for me to Mm -hmm. be the person I am? I've been dying to see for the last 10 years, you know? And so it took a trip to the doctors to be like, get your shit together because you're not getting any younger. So here I am, 30 years old, ADHD meds, sleep pills, but I'm working out and I have a better life now because of it. So I'm 
that's kind of hopefully answers your question. <laughs> now, what do you do for self-care other than like fitness and being on top of your mental health? Is it like a good skincare routine? Is it meditating? So, yes. So I love the Headspace app. Here's a, another ad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I use Headspace. Um, it's free for people who are unemployed and furloughed. B2Dubs. Anyone who wants to download it, do it now. <laughs> I told my husband, I was like, you're employed right now, do it. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I do the workout. But meditating has been amazing. I also do self-hypnosis, which is really fun. I like that affirmation. You are amazing. You are resilient. You know, all those kind of cool things. <laughs> um, yeah. I read. I, yes, the skincare routine, all about it right now. I'm just like, fix it same <laughs> you know um and honestly my best 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 form of self-care how i love myself is playing video games <laughs> hey it's your guilty pleasure why not it is yeah. Listen, i can play hours on end and i just feel like a boss i was like i'm going to run this hospital <laughs> this virtual hospital <laughs> i'm gonna create this virtual farm i'm such a nerd but i love it I, that's like my way of decompressing and just really like taking it of myself. But because I've been so productive on these damn pills, I haven't been able to play as much video as I like, but I do get in my self care and my meditation, my meditation, my self, my skin routine as, as I can. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, awesome. So where can we tell our listeners to go and find more about you and Everlaunch? Well, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm currently Wanderlust Curls. Um, oh, I am rebranding, and so I might as well give my new one just in case. <laughs> yeah, might as but well. It would be um, L.Hang, because I just got married. I know that um, oh. a lot of people know me as Michelle Ledger, but uh, it's Michelle Hang now. So, but for the well, most, congrats. Thank you. But for, for now, just follow me at Wanderlust Curls on Instagram. And then on uh, Twitter, I'm Michelle Ledger underscore. And you can go to everlaunch.io to check out my app. And our Instagram is also at tryeverlaunch for Instagram and Twitter is at tryeverlaunch. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been one of our amazing interviews. It's very enlightening. And I think it inspires people not only to start a business, but to be on top of their mental health as well. Absolutely. Can't do anything without your mental health. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of divulge that side of your story. I think it'll be very helpful to lots of our listeners. Well, thank you guys for having me. I had such a great time. And yeah, we will be in touch. That was really powerful. I loved how she shared her personal journey and background with her mental health and all that and leading up to how she started Everlaunch. Yeah, I think it's very empowering to hear that um, she was able to overcome those obstacles and become mm-hmm. so successful with all those multitude of businesses. And touching more on Everlaunch, it sounds like a very user-friendly tool for if you're starting up a business. Yeah, I think I'm going to look more into it for us. And I think it's a great resource on top of what any business is doing. They should definitely use this. Yeah, almost like a second check to make sure that what you're doing is falling right in line with what you should be doing. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.